Hi guys, and welcome to today's episode of Dermatologist Talks Science of Beauty. I'm Dr. Tio Wan Lin, an accredited dermatologist, and we're going to be chatting about the evidence behind the use of oral collagen supplementation for skin aging today. Ah, yes, I've heard of collagen supplements. Well, these days they come in so many forms like chewy gummies, vanilla flavored coffee creamers, single serving powder sachets, or even capsules that are easy to swallow. Well, the theory behind collagen supplements is that they claim to improve and stimulate our body's collagen production, leading to improved skin quality, anti-aging benefits, and other benefits like joint or muscle improvement. Well, Dr. Tio, can you give us a brief introduction of what collagen supplements are? First up, aging of the skin is attributed to both internal and external factors. Internal factors, also described as being intrinsic in nature, include one's genetic and biological makeup. The extrinsic factors are external factors related to environment um, that also includes um, elements such as pollution, ultraviolet exposure, nutritional status, smoking status, um, as well as one's um, individual fitness. There has been a rise in the nutraceutical market in the last decade, primarily driven by pharmaceutical companies or um, beauty companies who claim uh, who make the claim that de- taking these oral collagen supplements can help to reduce skin uh, the signs of skin aging. Ingredients that are in these supplements um, include collagen peptides. Uh, these are essentially amino acid based peptides. Uh, which when digested are broken down into mini peptides. We call them di and tripeptides. These are used by the body as building blocks for proteins such as collagen. Ah, I see. Well, in theory, they seem to work really well and have lots of benefits. Well, how do sub- collagen supplements claim to work? The theoretical basis is that these proteins can help to maintain and increase the amount of collagen in the skin, which is responsible um, for maintaining a youthful appearance, skin smoothness, tightness, and plumpness. Um, There is also a theory that ingested peptides made bioavailable can engage in what we call cellular talk and increase the production of hyaluronic acid by your skin, fibroblasts, which are the same cells that produce collagen. Also, um, the, there is an associated overall increase in the retention of moisture in the topmost layer of your skin, the stratum corneum. Now, it has been marketed to consumers as an anti-aging remedy. Um, these col- the benefits of these collagen supplements um, include wrinkle reduction, uh, skin rejuvenation, um, being able to reverse the signs of skin aging in, in general and um, plumping up the skin. However, do these products really live up to their claims? The key here is whenever a dermatologist reviews such claims, it's important to base it on a body of um, peer-reviewed evidence. Yeah, you're right. So what does the science say? Can drinking or eating collagen really improve skin health? We're going to talk about some of the studies that have been done on collagen supplements and uh, we'll have our verdict by the end of this podcast. The very first study we're going to examine is conducted by Saren et al., which 
um, included 66 Japanese women within the age of 40 to 59 who were treated um, half of the uh, study population with 10 grams of oral collagen supplementation for 56 consecutive days. And the other half belonged to a placebo arm that did not receive the actual collagen supplementation. The results actually demonstrated a statistically significant increase in skin moisture for the treatment group that received the oral collagen sup uh, supplement treatment. In another study, um, this time involving a group of um, French women, uh, 106 ladies between the ages of 40 to 65 were recruited and um, the same study design was applied for 84 consecutive days. So uh, the results were actually measured in this case with high frequency ultrasound and it showed that there was increased collagen density in the group that was treated. In another study involving a group of Asian women, um, so 64 Korean women were enrolled in this study, um, which investigated the effect of this low molecular weight collagen peptide on skin hydration, wrinkling, and elasticity. Again, um, the, monitoring, the monitoring period of 6 weeks uh, to 12 weeks, there was um, notably a significant increase in skin hydration in the treatment group compared to the placebo group. Most significantly, the parameters of skin wrinkling, um, which included roughness, smoothness, depth of the wrinkles were measured, and these were found to be significantly higher in the treatment group. However, for the parameter of uh, skin elasticity, only one specific uh, criteria, which was the overall elasticity, um, was found to, to have statistically significant um, you know, difference in results. It was significantly higher in the treatment group than in the placebo group. There were a couple of other studies which were done in the European setting. However, these actually did not show any statistically significant benefits of taking oral collagen supplementation. In terms of human models, the studies are rather limited, so we also want to uh, see if there has been any um, evidence, especially if it suggests the mechanism of action in animal studies. Um, in a study by Wang et al., administering these collagen hydrolysates to nine-month-old mice for a period of six months led to statistically significant um, increased collagen. This is on top of improvements in the density and distribution of collagen fibers. There was also a dose-dependent effect, which meant that if they were to increase the dose of the oral collagen supplementation, then there was a proportionate increase in the additional collagen content. On top of that, there was um, also increased expression of the, the genes in the skin that's been associated um, with the development of the epidermis in the um, hair cycle. Um, so this is a, an interesting study. Uh, well, in another animal-based uh, study, mice were involved and they found that there were improvements in the stratum corneum water content and skin elasticity um, in the group that were fed the uh, collagen supplement. Ah, so there has been a few studies, but more so in animal models than human models. So how can we interpret these studies and what should we take away from them? 
The key thing here is that the genetic changes observed were actually before the skin barrier function and mechanical properties were observed to have changed after oral uh, collagen supplementation. So this means that when oral collagen supplementation is involved, subsequently, um, you know, this can cause the skin barrier function to improve. A Japanese study also reported, um, you know, findings that uh, meant that was a reduction in transepidermal water loss and increased water content of the stratum corneum that was associated with oral collagen supplementation. Well, overall, I feel that there are a few issues here. First of all, these studies seem to be limited to patients of particular geographic regions. For example, most of these studies have been done in Asian women in Japan, China, and Korea. We do know that in Asian skin, ethnic skin, and skin of color in general, um, individuals tend to have a fuller dermis because of the um, innate photoprotection that melanin confers. This itself is possibly a confounding factor in the assessment of how effective these collagen supplements actually were. Also, in terms of the mechanism of action, it's rather doubtful to suggest that anything that is orally ingested and digested in the form of a supplement actually becomes preferentially localized to any part of the dermis as opposed to other parts of the body. Besides, um, there is also this idea that since amino acids are required for collagen synthesis, um, these can literally be found in a normal uh, protein-based diet, which includes um, other micronutrients um, in your normal diet, and which you know tells us that the need for additional collagen supplementation may be redundant. That's a really good point. So after reviewing all of this evidence, what is your verdict on collagen supplements? My view is that we need a variety of foods um, and uh, you know, these should be consumed in uh, a balanced way. Well, it doesn't seem, uh, I mean, collagen supplementation doesn't seem to have any detrimental effects so far. It's really important for us to understand that until we have a lot more information and larger scale studies involving individuals of um, you know, various ethnicities, then we'll really uh, be able to make a definitive comment on this topic at that time. I guess we have our verdict. Well, that's it for this week's Dermatology Weekly Flash Briefing. You can follow Dr. Teo on Instagram at drteowanlin, where she posts updates on the latest podcast episodes. And remember to subscribe to keep updated on new episodes every week. Music